Hey, what's going on, my money-crazed lunatics? You hear that? That's the sound of money. <laughs> and it smells pretty damn good, too. Thanks for tuning in this week, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. This is me, Brandon, again. I am chiming in. Uh, this time, it's going to be just me talking about some stuff going on in the stock world. Josh was a little bit busy today, so he asked me to take the reins on this one. And I thought the first thing that we could do is go over some of the recent activity in our $1,000 investment portfolio. In case you're new or you're catching things up or maybe just weren't tracking on that well, what me and Josh were doing, we each put together $500 at the start of the month. And we each picked $500 worth of stocks or ETFs. Combine them together without consulting each other which of those stocks we were picking on either end. And then from there, we came together and we're just tracking the overall growth and performance. So uh, we picked a short list of CCIV, Churchill Capital Group, which is currently up 24.38% or $63.85 because we went in with 10 shares at a starting price of $26 and 18 cents or 26 uh, 18 five or so we also bought six shares of ecom for channel advisor we went in 21 dollars and 17 cents even it's currently up 21 dollars and 78 cents or 17.15 percent we also bought arkk the arc innovation etf great pick run by kathy wood's company that is uh we got that for $141.92, and it's currently up $11.18, or 7.88%. Uh, coming in right behind that, we have the Vanguard Growth Fund, or VUG. That is, we got that at $256.56, and that's currently up 4.31% uh, for $1106 on our gain there. We also went in on a SPAC, VGAC, Virgin Galactic Acquisition Core, uh, which is currently up 16.24%. We originally got that thinking that it would become the Hyperloop pick, which was uh, what I picked, but it ended up uh, becoming public as uh, 23ME, which is a genomic stock, which is still pretty exciting. It's uh, genomics have been really big in the industry, but we'll go over that in a little bit. And finally, last, we have uh, Uber. Now, Uber was a recent addition, so it didn't really have as much exposure in the market as the other ones. I believe we did swap out another underperforming stock, and we subbed in Uber. Now, we are pretty, uh, we are looking forward to all of those, and I think starting from the top of the list, we'll kind of go into what we picked. Now, Churchill Capital is hopefully the supposed merger for Lucid Motors. Uh, Lucid Motors is a fantastic pick if you are looking to step into the EV game. Now, should you prioritize investing in Lucid over Tesla? Probably not. The more and more research I do into Lucid, the more and more I realize that Tesla already has a significant lead over anything else in the market. But I will say this, there are an awfully lot of people who think that Tesla is overvalued as an electric vehicle play. Tesla is already winning on production, 
they're already winning on the different types of vehicles, the software game, the self-driving capability. Basically, everywhere there is an electric vehicle metric to measure, Tesla is in a significant lead. And there is not a clear second place right now. I will say this, in the event that we have to pick a second place, and there will be one, whether we want to admit it or not, there has to be a second pick, and I would prefer for that to be a company here in the United States. And I think CCIV and Lucid probably are our best way to make that happen. A good way to differentiate the two, and a good way to, to measure that out. If you're looking for a car that is just efficient in how much electricity it takes to charge and how much mileage it can get out of one full charge, you might have a good eye for the Lucid. That is where they're really making their claim to fame. Lucid is no new kid on the block when it comes to electric vehicles and where it comes to their battery game. They've been making batteries for Formula One electric racing vehicles for years. That's all they did. That's how they got into this racket. So they have that performance spot in mind. To start with, I would not believe that Lucid is going to be taking away a ton of market share from Tesla. Rather, they might have a good chance of taking market share from people who would typically lean towards BMW or Mercedes. Would you go for a Tesla Plaid S over a Lucid? Probably. But maybe you wanted to step away from BMWs or Mercedes. Maybe Lucid is a good way for you to get into the electric vehicle game and not buy a Tesla that everyone else already owns up and down the street. Enough on that one. E-commerce. This was Josh's pick, so I can't pick too much about that. But what, from my, what I did notice was when he picked it, he did say he voted on the sector and not so much the company. Josh always has a keen mind on how different sectors and markets work. One thing that I do like about the e-com and the e-commerce avenue is just the more and more we seem to decentralize and move away from just uh, how American society was pre-COVID and the more and more we kind of step into this world where a lot more of our meetings and our conferences are all virtual, um, the growth of small cap companies is projected to be pretty big this year. And I think e-commerce is really the way that you can allow a lot of these small cap companies to still survive and tap into much broader markets. So I really think this opens up a lot of potential. I think that's why you can see such a significant boom here. You can see growth like this in other companies like Etsy or Amazon if you wanted to step into either one of those two uh, spheres and you're working with a bigger budget. You know, those are also good companies that you could consider. The following up next is the ARK K series index fund. Um, not in, it's an ETF of probably some of my favorite companies that you could all get in one roof. Primarily, uh, you know, Tesla, of course. Uh, I love having Tesla in my inventory. 
the best way you can get Tesla, in my opinion, is just to buy the stock. I think just holding Tesla stock, and if you just keep a, a good portion of your stock in Tesla, you will be surprised by the amount of growth that's generated by Elon Musk. Um, having 10% of ARC in Tesla, a big boon. Tesla recently just bought $1.5 billion worth of cryptocurrencies and added that to their overall market share. So while you can buy Tesla, you can also benefit from the growth of Bitcoins because Tesla's success is also mired and tied in Bitcoin success. The ARK K Fund also owns Square or SQ, which is the cash app. Uh, which also allows you to buy and trade cryptocurrencies on there. So, and Cash App itself has massive stakes and holdings in, in these blockchain holdings in other cryptos. So if you believe in the cryptocurrency market, and folks, I've had I've had a thousand dollars riding in the crypto game, uh, and in one month. I had a 98% return on investment as Algorand just reached over the US dollar for the first time. I think it just touched $1.05 today, uh, currently on the 8th of February. That means, in layman's terms, there are more people currently backing this one cryptocurrency where the average cost of one Algorand coin is considered more valuable than a $1 bill, which is representative of the trust in the United States government and financial system. Cryptocurrencies are a growing market, um, and I think the longer you spend ignoring them and not noticing them, you're not going to notice as more and more companies are starting to turn more and more of their assets into Bitcoins. Bitcoin is just the future, and I think a lot of analysts who are predicting that Bitcoin is going to triple in growth, they may very well be correct. But it is also entirely possible that a lot of analysts are only looking at Bitcoin as a commodity. It's not, they're not looking at Bitcoin in its intended use. There are other of way more viable cryptocurrencies that do and perform and function in very similar but sometimes more efficient and better ways by you know exponential amounts in the whole crypto market. You know the 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 Ford the first Ford Model T was not the end all be all of all of automobiles. There were many more iterations and types and styles that came out there. I think that you have to also always give credit to the fact that innovation can be found in just about any market. So with that, I say I do not think it is simply enough to buy Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin will always be around as a flagship because of its name recognition and what it is culturally in significance to. The, the cryptocurrency commodity. Uh, to put it, if you understand finance a little bit better, let's break it down into something more relatable like foreign exchange or forex. Bitcoin is the world standard for cryptocurrencies the same way that the U.S. dollar is 
the main currency that's used by most governments to back their systems. The difference is Bitcoin works in a no inflation environment. But not to get too into the weeds there. There are ways to use other cryptocurrencies, and I think people would be more mindful to that. But if you cannot, you know, if you don't want to spend the time to get invested in that, what I can certainly recommend is make sure you're buying companies that can scale and manage that sort of funds for you. Uh, you know, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. That's a great pick. You know, Cash App's another way to do that as well. Um, moving off from that. Uh, next, we have the Virgin Galactic Acquisition Corp. Now, I originally picked this back thinking that Richard Branson, who is really invested in Hyperloop, would be using this SPAC to go public with something that would merge with Hyperloop or something along those lines. But it actually turned out to be a merger where they came out with 23ME, which is a genomic stock. Genomic stocks are really hot right now. If uh, a good way you can track them uh, in general, I always prefer to use ARK Investments. I think Kathy Wood's amazing, and her team that she puts together just have great picks on companies. If you go to ARKG, G is in golf, you will see a list of fantastic companies all wrapped up inside of that uh, index fund. Now, the ETF's pretty solid. Uh, and genomics are pretty good, but I do have a couple of concerns moving into this 23andMe stock. I am happy to own 23andMe stock for what it's, you know, what it's coming out to. You know, I was able to get in here at $13 a share. You know, hopefully this will, will break out and we'll continue to see increased growth. 23andMe has reported that it's been losing money consecutively quarter over quarter. And... With that, I am a little concerned because it does kind of seem like we are uh, grabbing shares of a company that's been on a downward trend, which is fine. Um, downward trends are natural in a normal cycle of growth. Um, and I do trust Richard Branson is going to be the guy who will be able to take a ship like 23ME and ride its course. And I think over time, it's going to be a very model company. Now, one thing that does make me very excited about 23ME like always, I went and checked out the product and kind of looked at what it was. The more people that actually do 23andMe and send in the information and data, the more data banks they actually grow so they can increase their genetic stock. Now, the more and more of this that they can gather, the better their inferences can get over time. So it's not like a one-and-done kind of deal where you, you, know, you lick a little swab and you send it in, and the next thing you know... You get a cool little sheet of, you know, what ingredients are inside of you and how long to bake you or whatever. But over time, these things can change and they can pick up anything from the most subtle things like, you know, you might really enjoy cilantro in your diet based off of these genetic predispositions. Or it could be something as serious as like, hey, we've noticed that in your family, you really need to add more vitamin, you know, vitamin sunlight to your life or whatever it is, more vitamin love, you know. Either way, it's some good stuff. I'm happy to own the company. I'm excited to see where it's going to go. Um, but, you know, still a couple red flags. Uh, you know, not an unattractive amount, but still there. Um, following up, um, I do have Plug Power. Um, Plug was my pick. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I'm a little disappointed. Plug has been kind of trading sideways for about 
you know, $60 even. Um, and even that, I believe just a couple weeks ago, CNNBC said that uh, above $60 was probably overweight for plug and that these stocks were kind of oversaturated. I don't think they're going to be oversaturated, especially since plug is being added institutionally to more and more ETFs as we kind of move into this next year. Um, and I also feel like if you can't really do a good, if you aren't sure who's going to win out in this electric vehicle race to the top, whether or not it's going to be Apple and their new iCar, or it's going to be Tesla in their continued winning in the great fields of excellence of electric vehicles, or if it's going to be Neo coming in from, you know, from the East, um, really, it really boils down to. If it's going to be on an electric grid, you should really look at companies that are prioritizing electric power and electric charging. So again, I think Tesla is a great pick. I think Plug is a great alternative where you can get more exposure directly in that market. Um, and then finally, we have we have Uber. And Uber is a great pick, especially since they've already had shown the best levels of compliance and being able to work with each state locally to their alcohol delivery to their food delivery systems. We think as the vaccine rollouts can come, start coming more out, that ride shares are going to be becoming more popular again, hopefully. You know, like most things, the market will adapt over time, and I think Uber has done a tremendous job at keeping afloat. Their earnings are still good, despite having lost out on several key aspects of the revenue growth. Um, you know, with airports not being as active as they once were, with travel being down a lot, um, you know, you do see a, a decrease in a lot of the rideshare programs being used. But hopefully over time, you know, we'll see a lot of these services start to come back. Um, you know, will autonomous taxis eventually take over and there'll be no more Ubers? Maybe. Maybe you should buy Tesla stock still. But until then, I still think Uber's a great pick and I think it'll perform great for you in your portfolio. Um all in all, that's everything going done in our uh, in our brokerage account. I think a couple things that I still wanted to touch on. I did have a couple requests from some people to do some research and look at a couple stocks for y'all. So um, just to stay up on that, the one that I had that was kind of peculiar was a a new company that has just recently gone public through a SPAC. Go figure. Um, I love SPACs. I think SPACs are a great way for you to get into a company pretty, pretty early. But you have to be mindful because whenever a company goes public through a SPAC, they will have a tendency to hyperinflate and then oftentimes overcorrect. Um, now, if you want an idea of what I'm talking about, you know, you can go over and check out um, maybe like Airbnb. Airbnb you know, they didn't use a SPAC per se, but the whenever a new company is announced, especially if it draws any sort of like major hype, uh, you know, when it originally came out, it shot up to, I believe, uh, $160. And then people were buying it, you know, over the course of, I'd say maybe a month. And then the overall price dipped down uh, to you know, I think just to $140. Um, and it took, you know, almost the entire month before that stock was able to, to buy back up. So, you know, from a, from a $200 opening, uh, 
down to $124 in a sell-off, right? Back up to $160 within a few days. It can be kind of bumpy on those first few days coming right out of announcement. I tend to wait like a week or two before you buy into the stock because it allows it some time to cool down. Just tends to be trends that I see, uh, you know, depending on the news that may or may not be the case. It's definitely stock dependent on a lot of other factors. Um, so if you're just rushing into it uh, because it's a it's a cool spac, I'd probably you know do some research on it. Now I did do some research uh, on this company in specifically, and I think that. It has a very interesting business model. Um, so it's run by its CEO, Chris Kemp. And Kemp was a information tech exec. Um, he worked over uh, at NASA, and I believe he was the chief technology officer over there. So the best way to put it is when it comes to this guy working in the tech space and when it comes to this guy working in the aerospace concerning tech and rocket science, this is your guy. I think this is a guy you can confidently trust. He's probably got the connections. He probably knows the right people to get what he wants in that industry. That's a good thing. One of the things that I heard that he was trying to do is he's not trying to get into the space game conventionally. This guy was trying to build the next SpaceX Dragon. You know, I'd tell you not to put your money in this guy. But what he is doing is he's trying to make smaller rockets. And what these rockets are designed to do is uh, suppose a company wanted specific satellites sent up for its own GPS systems, its own, uh, you know, communication or cloud services. These companies would allow them to launch salvos of much smaller rockets. Are they going to be reusable? I don't know. Are they going to be one and done to get them up into the air? I don't know, right? These are questions that, you know, they haven't really answered or haven't really been seen to make available uh, yet. But one of the things that I was interested in, right, is we have to look at this sort of company not necessarily as is this company going to be immensely profitable in the near future, right? As space is going to become more and more of a commodity, as more and more of these space-bound research companies are going to start being geared towards what we'll be able to mine from space, what we'll be able to uh, you know, set up power stations on the moon and, and, and move charged batteries from the moon and back and make that viable uh, so we can put nuclear power up there. These are all questions I've heard pontificated and brought up and none of those things will ever be possible without investments in space technology. So anytime you see a CEO or an engineer that is looking at space, they have a history of space and they think they have a way to commoditize space in a way to make it work, I'm always excited. Because right now in this technology race, if you look where all the billionaires are taking their money and running, it's to space. Elon Musk was the first one, and then Jeff Bezos literally set aside all of his duties as the second richest man in the world to run from Amazon to go run JetBlue and go take off into the space race. And so we are looking at the next space race, folks, and it's not going to be between two foreign powers vying over 
over which flag they can set up there, but it's going to be between two corporate enterprises, and we're trying to see who's going to get there and who's going to make it more profitable. And honestly, I honestly think that's going to do a lot more for the continued good for America and the world abroad than to plant a flag. I think... I think a lot of what we're doing right now is going to be revolutionary, and I think companies like this would be a great way to get in there and get started. The problem is, is this. What's the profitability going to look like? What we're looking at here is we're, we have so many blank holes that are still left because of where technology fits in to this company's goals and mission. Are we already at a point where companies are requesting micro satellites in orbit so they can fulfill their goals? Are we waiting for companies to get to the point where they desire that? Will this company being created cause companies to want this to happen? Who's going to want micro satellites up right now? To what end? Why? What's the market? These are all questions that I very much want answers to. And they're questions that I think that if you're looking at investing in this company, these are questions that you're really going to have to ask yourself before you go investing into the company. Just do your own due diligence. And one of my golden rules whenever you're looking at what sort of investments you want to put your money into, you have to know at the end of the day where the paycheck's coming from. If it's a company like Dunkin' Donuts and they're selling coffee, well, you know, every day people come in and if they want coffee, they order coffee and they walk out with a cup of coffee. Well, the likelihood of somebody wanting a cup of coffee and the likelihood between someone wanting a micro satellite that they could launch into orbit, I'm assuming that they're not on the same ratio, but I'm assuming they're willing to pay a lot more. So there's so many trade-offs here and there's so many questions and I think there is a potential here, but would you... I would not recommend putting a sizable portion of any asset class or and I definitely wouldn't recommend selling any stocks that you currently own to put it in this one. But if you think that this has a chance of actually going somewhere, I'd put your money on it. But be mindful, it does look like it's already run up a fair bit. So be careful because there may be major retracements. I would wait and give it at least 20 to 30 days so you can get an idea of what its 30-day moving average is and then start trying to, to chart it that way. All right, let's see. That's a lot of companies already. Let's see. Let me go over a couple companies that I was told to watch as well for some of y'all. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, this is a fun one. Okay, so someone recently asked me to take a look at Square. All right. Now, Square has already been and, and always will be one of my favorite companies. That's Cash App, and we've, we've spoken about it before. Now, um, one of the things that I think is super useful about Square and one of the things that I think is going to be hyper important with Tesla and its recent addition to with Tesla and the recent addition of purchasing $1.5 billion of cryptocurrencies, Bitcoins specifically, 
into their actual company, there's been a lot of chatter that Apple would benefit from doing the same thing. Now, Tesla has always been a market innovator. So the fact that Tesla was one of the first people to buy massive chunks of Bitcoin for their company does not surprise me, and Elon Musk is a little eccentric. But if Apple were to follow suit, being the world's largest company by volume, right, um, even putting a portion of their assets into cryptocurrency, I think that would start off a chain of events because Apple has been viewed by many people as one of the safest commodities to own. Warren Buffett, I believe over 40% of his his portfolio or Berkshire's portfolio is built up into Apple. So with a lot of pressure for people to look towards cryptocurrency at a corporate level, I believe that same sort of sentiment will be felt at a retail level. And for that reason, I still think that Cash App is a tremendously good buy. More so than a lot of the other financial companies. I would recommend Cash App over Visa. And I would definitely recommend Cash App over even Chase, JP Morgan Chase, or MasterCard for sure. MasterCard's been in a slump or a quagmire for about a year, almost trading sideways. So definitely take a look at how cryptocurrencies are affecting the market. And don't be blindsided when a lot more of these huge corporations start transferring their money over to cryptocurrencies. What I would encourage you to do is either get ahead by buying into the Bitcoin trust themselves or buying into Square, or I would recommend checking out the crypto market and seeing which one of those cryptocurrencies makes the most sense to you and try and get ahead of this blockchain train transition. There will be a moment happens with every trader. A lot of people start investing for the first times and they buy nothing but index funds because or retirement funds and they put them up in their 401k. Then they buy their first couple individual stocks and it starts a fire in them where they're buying up all sorts of different stocks. Folks, cryptocurrencies are the same way. People are going to come in, they're going to buy up cryptocurrencies and they're going to buy a bunch of Bitcoin. And if you don't believe that people are going to be checking in just the same way the rest of the, these degenerates do, checking their stocks every day, like myself, they do the same thing for their cryptos, guys. And if you see other cryptocurrencies are outperforming the growth metrics of your Bitcoin, a lot of people will be like, well, why don't I invest in those cryptocurrencies? You want to be there on the ground level and get these cryptocurrencies when they're still trading for relative cheap. You still want to have an eye out for where the technology is heading. Be careful of bubbles, right? Everyone should be mindful and no one should overinvest when things they don't understand fully. But if the fear comes from not understanding the cryptocurrency fully, that is not an excuse to not invest in it. That is all the more reason to research exactly what you're into and research what you're putting your money into, and research the people who created it and invented it and why. If you look at Dogecoin right now, and you're thinking, this is going to be my play, I just have to put X amount of money here, and then one day Elon Musk is going to make enough tweets and it's going to get to a dollar, that's not a good plan. You need 
to look at bitcoins and cryptocurrencies with the same fundamentals that you do with your stocks. So please don't treat your money like a joke or you will lose it and it's not going to be a laughing matter. I, I could not recommend looking into uh, Ether or Ethereum. I, I, I Sorry, I could not recommend it more. It's a great pick. Um, I could not recommend looking at uh, Algorand more. I've had tremendous success on Algorand. In just a month, I had over 100% return on my investment. And it earns a 6% appreciation each year, real time, paid out in more Algorand to me. Right? So not only is my currency scaling, but I have a fixed interest rate on that cryptocurrency. Folks, it's tremendous. And I, I, I would recommend to go check it out anytime. Um, you can use it. You can buy it on Weeble. You can buy it on, uh, on Coinbase. It's great stuff. And let's see. Those are all of the stocks and everything that I wanted to talk to you guys about. If you guys have any questions, any more comments, concerns, or want me to talk about anything else, feel free to, you know, let us know. You can reach out to us on Facebook. Uh, you can meet us on our Discord channel and soon our website. Uh, thank you so much and can't wait to talk to you all until next time. Bye.